and welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast. Powered by the Lighting Showroom Association and hosted by yours truly, Lisa Bartlett. Thank you for uh, tuning into the podcast once again. I love it when I get uh, random messages uh, from y'all. Uh, or visits to my showroom has happened this week. Um, so thank you all so much for listening to the podcast, um, for trying to support what we're doing here and, um, telling a friend in the industry about this podcast and encouraging others to listen and start conversation amongst one another about things we're doing and things we could be doing better. So I really, really appreciate that. And, uh, uh, ask you to keep doing so. So thank you so much. So on this week's podcast, um, we'll see if I can fit it all into one episode. If not, there might be two. (laughs) Uh, I want to talk about this new program that the board of the Lighting Showroom Association has spent many, many, many hours (laughs) in 2022 working on. It's been quite the labor of love. (laughs) And, um, I just want, we've been, I've been teasing it. There's definitely information out there. There were meetings in June Lightovation. I've teased it on the podcast. We've had a zoom with our LSA member showrooms. So um, I know y'all have perhaps heard a bit about this program. So I want to just talk through it a little bit. And, um, well, honestly, I really want y'all to understand where this is coming from and why I think it is so critical in our industry at this time. And in the industry being, um, the network of independent lighting showrooms across the United States and Canada and our partners in our businesses, which are our sales agents and our manufacturers, Um, not just our literal like monetary partners (laughs) who might own the business with us um, and our employees, but the partners that make our businesses run day in and day out as we are distributors of their product and wouldn't necessarily have a business without something to sell. So um, that's where this is becomes like critical for all of us. So the LSA at June market, uh, had several meetings with manufacturers uh, and presented our new program um, that is is launching in 2022. Uh, prob- it, our target date is October um, and will continue on into 2023. We're really looking for some really great support and additional sign-ons for January. But the program is based in augmented reality, and 3D models. Now, (laughs) as a few people have said, isn't this like a bit early or a bit unnecessary or a bit whatever? I I have a lot of thoughts on that. Um, I think the augmented reality and a better online experience it's never too early for that. It, um, I don't know if we can, So to say this as politely as I can, I feel like our industry was really behind the times when the the internet became a thing in terms of uh, many, many consumers using it to shop or uh, look for things that they liked and to make purchases. And I think that we 
in the lighting showroom part of our world. Uh, We just didn't really believe or whatever. We didn't react quick enough to that change, basically is my point. And I'm not saying augmented reality and programs like this are going to take over the world, but they are an important part of how people are starting to shop and shop now. And I don't want this to be the internet 2.0, where we're not ready for it as an industry and the biggest players um, invest in it and the rest of us are left behind. So I will say that there are big players in the lighting industry that have national reach, manufacturers and showrooms alike, that are investing in augmented reality tools and platforms and 3D models, and they're doing it right now, and they are live on their websites. So this is not um, this is not a pie in the sky thing. But let me back up, because I'm getting on my soapbox already, <laughs> and talk a little bit more about what this program actually is, because I wasn't as clear about it when we first started having these conversations as I am now. So augmented reality, um, if you don't already know, which you probably do, augmented reality is that a digital experience of being on a website, um, Wayfair, Amazon, wherever. And there's a little button right by the product image that says, view this rug, view this sofa, view this kitchen island, whatever it is, view in my room. And it, usually you have to, um, you know, launch your um, camera app, you know, allow it to launch your camera app and you follow some on-screen directions that say point your camera at your floor or point your camera at your wall, whatever, and then you like, you'll like you move your, your phone or your mobile device, and uh, it, the, the, whole, <laughs> the whole thing comes together. <laughs> the camera is showing this platform, your room, they drop in a, 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 a to-scale version a you know, digital image of whatever product you're trying to look at. And you can be like, oh yes, the colors on that match perfectly with the colors of my kitchen cabinets sold. That's the, that's the rug I want or, you know, whatever the case may be. So they can do this with all different things. Um, having augmented reality and the view in my room experience for things that hang from the ceiling has been um, slower happening, I think, because there are definitely just been some issues on how the technology of, you know, cameras and whatever, how all that works. I'm not a tech person. This is just what I've learned. (laughs) So (laughs) bear with me if you know me to be misspeaking on some details. So, um, that's been kind of a, a issue in doing like light fixtures in augmented reality. But recently, you know, in tech world, <laughs> they've figured out how to solve for that problem. So doing augmented reality for light fixtures and ceiling fans, not just wall mounted ones or floor lamps has definitely become, uh, or table lamps, it's definitely become a viable product. And again, there are significant manufacturers and there are significant showrooms in our industry that are doing this already on their websites as a benefit to their consumer experience. This is not, uh, we would not be the first people doing this. So as a part of creating the augmented reality, in order to drop these products into your room, you first have to create a 3D model of that product. And this is kind of where 
the rubber really meets the road in these augmented reality things, because if that 3D model isn't great, um, the augmented reality experience is probably similarly not going to be great or not truly reflect um, what what the product is and how it actually looks in real life. And then the whole point of it becomes useless, right? So if you if you take a bad 3D model and drop it in your room um, and then order the product based on that and then you get the product and you're like, well, this looks nothing like the model did because the colors are totally different or the light doesn't work right. You know, like the light in crystals and glass doesn't look like what all it did in the um, the AR that prompted you to make the purchase. Um, it, there could be a lot of frustration and a lot of problems that augmented reality is supposed to solve for in that you have a better shopping experience and know more upfront, like this is definitely the product I want. It looks and works the way I want it to, and which is you know supposed to increase customer satisfaction, reduce returns. These are all proven ROIs from having augmented reality, right? But if your AR, if that 3D model that the AR is based on is crummy, then your results are going to be equally crummy. <laughs> so that's a big part of this program, right? We wanted to make sure the AR tool was done with the best possible 3D models that we could get for this product. And so we did a lot of research, the LSA board, um, uh, Kirsten specifically did a ton of work on this and she found a company, uh, based here in the United States that is really great at making these models. They have great artists. They really listen to our feedback on how light should reflect, refract through crystals. They've spent so much time and energy, like even modeling, you know, like the speed of light and how it's going to reflect off surfaces. They, um, they have done such an amazing job with their models and their renderings. And they, um, clearly understand the value of getting it right. And that was super important to us, right? We, you know, even as we were just discussing this, bringing, bringing this program to the industry, we didn't want to bring anything that was just not going to look good, right? Because then it's, you know, what nobody wants to invest in something that only looks, you know, like somebody gave it half a shot and it, it wasn't a good one. So we, it was really important to us that the quality of the product be there. Um, and so we did a lot of back and forth. <laughs> there, there are a lot of opinions, <laughs> but I believe um, we all came out with a really great product from all of this back and forth. The models um, that we, we have a, a demo we, with several of these models available on them, just random fixtures picked, you know, by um, Kirsten and myself and Zell. And we just, you know, sent it over, like, give us, give us your best with these. And we gave them feedback. Um, so they are demos. They are uh, to use industry parlance. They are prototypes in some ways, but in a lot of ways, they show the great possibility there is with this augmented reality tool. And so we're super excited about it. The 3D models are great. My favorite part of the 3D models, and when we did the Zoom call with LSA member showrooms uh, recently, my favorite part with the 3D models is really being able to illustrate to a consumer, to your shoppers, to your clients, everything they could want to know about this light fixture before they buy it. 
And honestly, for me, seeing some of the like detail of a light fixture or seeing how it might look at like from below, it really changes the shopping. Like it makes you want to buy even quicker than you might otherwise want to, right? Because you're seeing right in front of you, oh, if that's my dining room chandelier and I'm sitting below it, I totally get what that looks like and I love it. And it just can create such a great connection for your your customers, for the people buying these lights for their homes. It is really just a wonderful experience. You can see the canopy, you can spin the whole thing around, you can flip it upside down. I mean, these are things that like you get to, not that you can flip a light fixture upside down when you're seeing it in person in a lighting store, but you get the full 3D perspective of what that product looks like in real life. But think about it in a showroom, uh, how many hundreds of products are on display versus the thousands upon thousands that are available but not on display in any given lighting showroom. Some showrooms are bigger, so they might have a few thousand products on display, but that still barely scratches the surface of all the available options that are out there. Now, I'm not saying that everyone needs to invest in 3D models of every single product that they make and create, but as we've gone along this path, we have learned that actually a lot of our manufacturer partners are already creating 3D models of most of their products, uh, probably not just, I mean, not probably, not just for um, their own internal use, but for communicating with factories. And these are things that kind of came out of a lack of being able to travel during the pandemic, like how do you communicate to a factory a change you might want in something when you're not there in person to touch and feel and show like this arm needs to go like that. Okay, well, if you have a 3D model or rendering, you can make that change, send it over to the factory digitally, and there you go. So it's kind of the same concept, right? (laughs) Like we're taking this 2D experience, making it 3D, making it easier, making it simpler for the whoever the end user is to understand, making it easier for them to work from, making the decision to buy that much quicker, that much more efficiently, and with way reduced chance of return because they understood right from the jump what they were getting and what that product looked like and what the experience of that product was going to be. So it has so much benefit for this alone. Anyway, I was really surprised in our call. Um, One of my favorite parts of this technology is the 3D models for sure, because I do often in my, like in my own store, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, I have a limited amount of ceiling fan display space. And we all know that ceiling fans are not necessarily the easiest thing to display. (laughs) They're big, (laughs) you know, and they've gotten bigger. (laughs) I mean, when I started I think the biggest fan I had to worry about uh, wanting to display was like 60 inches. And now that's kind of a starting point. (laughs) You know, we've got 84 inch fans we're trying to put on display. So, uh, and and this is hard to make room for and have all of the other products I need to have on display as well, right? 
So having a tool like this of 3D, of augmented reality, you just totally amplified the number of SKUs that I can easily sell to a customer because I have a way to show them this fully assembled product and good in a way that makes sense to the shopper. And they can still use my displays to reference an exact finish of, you know, what the blade looks like. You know, I'm not saying this one thing works without the other. There's definitely a good mix needed of the showroom to tell the story and then this digital experience to finish. But what it does is it deepens the amount of product I'm allowed or not allowed, obviously allowed is not the right word. It deepens the amount of product that I am able to sell out of any particular manufacturer's catalog far beyond what I have on display. And that is way valuable <laughs> because there are, again, so many thousands of products that are just getting ignored because not, I don't have room for them all. And none of us have room for them all. And that's just kind of how our industry works. And that's great. There is so much choice, but there's no way to like narrow down that choice in, in meaningful ways for the shopper. Like I did a whole podcast about this with the too much choice being overwhelming, blah, blah, blah. So um, I think it's really, really great to say, here's what we've got. We have this other selection of, of products that you can see, you know, on 3D models, there's, you know, other, whatever, we can do the AR and show it in your room, whatever it is. And so those all become my core items that I'm really interested in and invested in selling. And I know that I'm going to be able to sell them and sell them quicker. This is just like a game changer for me inside the showroom. I, I just, I can't overstate it. Like just being able to have this engaging experience with the customer is so critical. So here's where the other key component of this program comes in. That the LSA made the decision to move forward with this program if and only if we could get these tools to launch on Lights America and ExoLogic, which are the primary um, platforms that a lot of lighting independent lighting showrooms use um, in the U.S. and Canada. Now, it's not the only thing. There are definitely bigger showrooms that have their own platforms, but for the bulk of the independent lighting showroom community that is online, that has a website, that has any sort of web presence, the bulk of us use either ExoLogic or Lights America to power our website in some way, shape, or form. So a critical component of even having this digital asset tool was to make sure that it integrated with both of these websites. And I'm delighted to tell you that it does, and it does very well. Any anyone that's familiar with either of these websites knows, you know, about the catalog pages and how you, um, some images are like flagged or can be flagged as in stock, on display, on sale. Well, there's going to be another flag for products that have 3D models, and then anything that has a 3D model will also have this AR, this augmented reality uh, component as well. Um, the augmented reality, again, only works on a mobile device, a tablet, a, a phone, or whatever. But the 3D model works on any device, a desktop computer, 
a display kiosk, any sort of touch screen that you have um, for display in your store, uh, any any computer you have set up, you can launch the 3D experience from, which is really, really great and handy. But this was kind of like mission critical for us that we have the ability to easily get this on the sh- on the websites of showrooms um, with the click of a button. And I'm so delighted to tell you that ExoLogic and Lights America have really stepped up. They have made this happen. It is literally the click of a button that any LSA member showroom who has a, a, a website with either of these companies, um, we just are communicating that information to XO and Lights America, who has, you know, who our members are, and they click a button on and boom, this is on your website. Nothing else to do, nothing else to add, no additional cost from your website platform. It's just included. They've made it happen for us. It's so critical to, we believe, the success of this. And um, we are so grateful, honestly, that both companies have like stepped up and said, yeah, we want to make this happen. We see the value in this and we want to help you bring it to market. And they've absolutely done that. And it's just been amazing. Okay, so this podcast has already run a little long because we have spent so much time on this. (laughs) I have a lot of things to say. So hopefully in this podcast, I've given you a decent overview of what the 3D models and AR experience is and what like just the broad strokes of what this program is and how it operates and how it can benefit us. You know, there's... um, To just put it simply, consumers shop differently now than they did even just a few years ago. And we want to meet our customers where they are in a way that uh, helps them make a decision, helps them make a better decision, helps them make a decision faster, and reduces returns. So it is really all about selling. This tool is about helping us sell. We want to sell more. We want to sell better. We want to sell faster. That's what this is. It is a sales tool that will be able to show more products far beyond what you have on display. It'll help consumers make more informed decisions, cutting down on returns and RGAs, which are expensive for all of us. And then um, provides just this really great experience that consumers aren't used to getting from their local independent retailer. And how amazing is that to be able to have your store be on a platform akin to something that uh, an Amazon or a Wayfair provide, uh, and you're just your local independent lighting showroom. It's phenomenal. And it's tools that you can use um, not just on your website. You can use it in your your, uh, email marketing. You can use it in your digital, your social media campaigns. You can create QR codes that go on print ads that uh, consumers, you know, it goes in your local magazine and you, you know, your local city magazine, you put a QR code in there, they scan it. It goes to your website with this great 3d AR experience. Like how magical is that? That's just something that not one of us really would be able to afford unless we are a major player. And again, that major player, a few of them have this on their websites already. And I just think the power we bring to our businesses 
through better selling, through more efficient selling, through uh, a more uh, engaged customer experience is super, super valuable. And anything that helps us go down that road helps strengthen independent lighting showrooms and helps secure our long-term future. And that's always been my passion and the LSA's passion too. (laughs) Okay. So that's my overview podcast. Make sure to tune in next week for part two of this. Uh, I'm going to talk about some roadblocks we've encountered and just some kind of thoughts about uh, big programs like this and um, a boutique industry like ours. And really can't wait to get y'all's feedback on this. Anything that I've talked about with the LSA's AR program that you want to know more on, reach out to me via email, via DM, whatever you're com- however you're comfortable contacting me, carrier pigeon, whatever it is. Um, let me know and I can send you the details of anything that you might want to know more on um, because this is an awesome tool. It is launching and it's going to be so fabulous. Okay. I'll talk to you all next week for part two. In the meantime, everyone take care.